Today, I want to explain to you what's really going on with Castillo Vaughn. I think I have enough insight now, having spoken to his family, having talked to brothers that are in the prison where he was, the prison where he is now, and to black men that are in at least eight other prisons around Alabama, I have a very good idea what's really going on. Let me unpack and explain it because a lot of you have questions like, how could this be happening? Why are they doing this to him? Let me answer those questions. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. I've spent the past few days trying to understand the Alabama prison system. And you damn near have to go back to the Civil War, pre-Civil War, slavery. Like, the Alabama prison system has deep, ugly roots. And that's so relevant because in Alabama... Black people have been treated as throwaway people in the prison system and the systems of mass incarceration going back to slavery, which in essence really is mass incarceration. Going all the way back to slavery until today, when you look at Alabama's systems of mass incarceration, it has a long history of having such low regard for the human dignity for the health, for the humanity, for the safety, for the well-being of black people that are incarcerated against their will from slavery until today, that what you see happening to Castillo Vaughn, a black man that literally currently looks like he's in a concentration camp, and that's what we're talking about here, a black man who who has received such horrible medical care that only after we complained was he taken out of a prison that he was in that really did not even have a medical facility inside of it. Taken from there to another prison that has an understaffed subpar infirmary that was so bad that when Castillo's sister got to the prison on Sunday. And let me say, first off, when she first got there, they would not even let her see Castillo until we complained some more to the Alabama Department of Corrections. And they finally let her in to see him. He was filthy. His clothes were outrageously filthy. He was literally bleeding from wounds had pus coming out of wounds. His feet were so enormous that they were the size of footballs. And you could touch them and it would cause extreme pain. He was in such utter despair that he broke down crying with his sister 
afraid that he was going to die in that place. And people say, well, what's what's really going on? What's really going on is that in America, but doubly so in Alabama, that incarcerated men and women, we no longer call them prisoners. They are more than that. They are men and women. They are incarcerated. Incarcerated men and women are treated like throwaway people. And for a lot of those men and women who no longer have family that are keeping up with them, no longer have attorneys that are keeping up with them, they feel like throwaway people. And what men and women in prisons all over Alabama have told me is, Sean, people are dying in here all the time under suspicious circumstances because they were sick with something that was easily treated because they were killed by other incarcerated men or women or killed by guards or staff. And there are no cameras. There's nobody documenting it. And had brothers not snuck phones in to the prison where Castillo was, I'm not convinced we would even know that he looked like that. Because the prison damn sure didn't want anybody to know that he looked like that. And the new place where he is now definitely didn't want anybody to know that they're still not caring for him. He is begging us to get him to a hospital. And anybody that looks at this man knows that's where he needs to be right away. His sister said he cannot feed himself. People, uh, incarcerated men and women are having to bring him his clothes. He is having to wear a diaper and it's not staff that's changing it. It's just incarcerated men and women are literally changing this man's diaper. This is not okay. This is, this is an atrocity. This is a human rights violation. It is egregious and it is wrong on every level. I blame the governor. I blame every elected official in that state that has allowed conditions to be so deplorable for so long that this is what we get. So when you ask, why is, why is he like that? He went in for a surgery from a wound that was nearly 10 years old. And they sent him back to the prison after the surgery, which people are saying was horribly performed roughly performed, they sent him back to the prison before he was fully recovered without any real treatment. Right now, he told his family he's not on medications. What? What are we talking about here? They are trying to kill this man. Let's be abundantly honest and clear. They are trying to kill this black man. That's all that's happening. They are trying to, in essence, give him a death penalty by neglect. They are setting themselves up, obviously, for lawsuits and everything else. There are now protests inside and outside of about 10 different prisons. Men in the prisons have said, we're not going to work until you improve the way you treat us. 
And and this is what it's come to. They've now, multiple men wrote me and said they've now stopped feeding everybody at multiple prisons, giving them a, a, slab, a slab of peanut butter for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And people are asking, what is this, a third world country? No, 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 no. Don't blame this on third world countries. The United States has conditions that are more despicable than places. I don't even like the term third world countries. The United States has conditions and treats its incarcerated men and women frequently worse, consistently worse than places that we call third world countries. Yeah, it's disgusting. I am, I am furious. I'm grateful that Castillo and his family have excellent attorneys, including my dear friends and brothers Lee Merritt and Ben Crump. But he's still in, he as of this very moment, he's still in prison. He's not in a hospital, and clearly they're not wanting to send him there. And they want this man to die. You go now to my Instagram. I have numbers that you can call, and I want you to call those numbers. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.